Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Street Gospel Podcast. I'm your host, Dave One, and this is episode number... Yo, Cam, what episode is this? <laughs> Episode number 80. So we, wow. we, we, we're, it just keeps climbing here. It just keeps climbing here. Uh, if you caught episode number 79, it was with, uh, uh, our pastor, Pastor Adam and Sister Carrie, uh, and their, their, uh, quest <laughs> to get out of Israel during, uh, the unfortunate attack, uh, by Hamas. And, uh, it was, it was a crazy tale. Uh, a miracle tale. Uh, if you haven't heard that podcast, make sure you hear it. Uh, it, it is very good. Uh, a lot of uh, good insight and uh, just a, just an eye opener on things. And uh, it was it was totally God how they got out of there. So uh, check that out. Episode number seventy nine. Um, everybody, like always, what we tell you guys is please subscribe. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at Street Gospel TV, Street Gospel Podcast. And you can subscribe to us on Spotify at Street Gospel Podcast. And we appreciate it. Make sure you share. If you hear something you like, man, send it to somebody. Uh, let them know, hey, this is a cool podcast. I think this podcast might uh, help you, might encourage you. Uh, great stories. Uh, send it to them. And uh, follow us on Instagram, too. We appreciate that. But today we have a, a guest. And uh, we've been trying to get this guy for a minute. And our, and our schedule has just kind of been crazy out there but uh this guy right here he is a believer he is a i would say a newlywed still yeah he's a newlywed he is a a missionary a missionary an unusual type missionary but still a missionary he is a bmx rider an all-around good dude we we've kind of uh, ran in the same circles for a minute and and, and participated in, in uh, different events together. Yeah. Uh, but we finally made the connection today. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to welcome to the Street Gospel Podcast, Mr. Adrian Harris. Yeah. What in a studio. Up. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, for I'm sure. Excited. I'm glad you finally uh, made it out here, dude. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I'm uh, a newlywed. This month, the 28th, will be seven months. Seven months. So it's gone by quick, man. It's something that everyone teased me about. I was a single man for, I didn't date for like seven years straight. Wow. And so, uh, you know, I got made fun of and and then you get, you know, the, uh, the whole... Uh, Things saying, oh, you know, God's going to bless you. And I heard that for my whole Christian life for 20 years, you know. And then <laughs> after a while, you're just kind of like, dang, is God going to bless me? Or, you know, what's going on here? And I just kind of, uh, but I'm definitely blessed, man. I, I got everything that I prayed for. And uh, we're in seven months now. It was just a, it's just a miracle that I even got married, I think, in the first place. But uh, we're having fun, man. It's Let's awesome. get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. How is the married life? It's fun. You know, I always tell people... Come I a always, bit, come, yeah. I'll, I'll push your mic a little bit to you, a little bit more. I always tell people, you know, uh, it. the transition was very smooth. Um, like I said, I, was, I wasn't even dating anything for seven years straight. So once I got into a relationship, we met at a baby shower, and uh, we were friends for like four and a half years straight, just friends, you know? And uh, that... 
did so much for what we have now as a marriage. And so when we actually, we probably only dated like six months before we got married, but it was like that time that we were best friends for four and a half years that did so much for our marriage today. Right. You know, and so going from being best friends for four and a half years into marriage, it was just a seamless transition. We're still best friends today. We still have fun and make fun of each other and we go on trips. And I think that's, that's the best way it could be. You know, that's a, that's the best yeah. for any, everyone. I think, you know, if you can marry your best friend, right. Then you've done a lot, you know, that's a huge blessing, you know? Well, that's good. Uh, I mean, we're going to have yeah. to get your wife in here one day. And uh, tell, yeah, let her tell us the real story. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> yeah. She tells, she tells the story a whole lot better than I can, man. She's a great storyteller. That's dope. Were you single a long time? For all the single people out there <laughs> looking for somebody at church, and like you said, God's gonna bless you, and don't worry about it. I mean, you, you. I mean, you weren't you weren't a young buck, you know. What I mean? Right. You're, you know. So, what, what 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 advice would you give to those people out there that are probably still looking for that special person? Yeah, I I would say you know every I think all of us get a little bit anxious, especially in the relationship area. And you're kind of wondering, like, man, I haven't found anyone. And, and people are telling you get perspectives from all the way around. You get perspectives from your 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 pastors, which is which is great. And you have, you know, stories the way that it worked out for them. And then you have your your best friends, and then you have your friends that know the Lord, and then your friends that don't. And you just have all of this information, and you're like, you know, you have people tell you stories. Hey, this is how it worked out for me. And you're wondering if your life is supposed to, you know, whoever you're supposed to go out with is supposed to end up the same. But there's so many different ways that God could bring you someone. And I would say, you know, if you do get to the spot or which you will get to the spot where you get anxious, I would say pray about it. Have fun. Go and go and enjoy your life. Because I got to the point where I kind of accepted that I was like, all right, Lord, I guess this is it. I guess wow. this is you know, this is how it's going to be. And Single I, for life. Yeah, I thought I, I honestly thought that. And I got to that point where I was just like, I went through a whole stage of, you know, I'm just going to work on myself, which is good. You know, I did all that. I saved money. I went on trips. I left the house when I wanted to. I came, I, I decorated. I, at the time I lived alone, I decorated everything the way that I wanted to. And then I got to a place where I was truly happy, you know, where I was at. I was like, I guess this is it, Lord. And then I started to think, you know, what if my thinking is wrong about all of this? You know, people are saying that the God's going to bless me and all these things. I was like, you know what, Lord, maybe my thinking is wrong. And I and I it was kind of I got to a, a place of self-examination. I said, you know, what, Lord, whatever's in the past from a past relationship or or whatever it is, whatever needs to change in my heart. I pray that you would change that so that I can go to the next step if that's what you have for me. And so I did that, and uh, long story short, um, as I said, Deborah, my wife, was my best friend at the time, and uh, I went to her house because I was storing one of my, my bike ramps there, one of my trailers, and, uh, you know, we're best friends all the way up until this point, and after I said that prayer, the very next day, this is a miracle, man, the, the very next day, I went to her house and I seen her. She looked completely different. She didn't even look the same. I mean, she's a great, she's an awesome, she's a beautiful young lady. And um, I've always felt like she was, I think she has a whole package. She loves the Lord. She loves kids and all that. And I seen all that before. 
But when I went to her house that day, she did. I, she went from looking like a friend to me to completely just the most beautiful woman wow. I've ever seen. And and I didn't really say anything at first, but she noticed that something changed about how I looked at her. And she's like, "Man, you're looking at me different." You know, she's blushing and everything. Wow. And the cool part was she would she wasn't. You know, super extravagant. She 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 didn't have any um, earrings on. She didn't have any makeup. She was she was just wearing some sweatpants, and I thought she was beautiful. She thought she looked like a mess, but See, that's the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. And I was just like, and she was blushing. She got all shy, and then I basically asked her out, and the rest is history. So that's crazy. Yeah, man. man. What what was the difference for you with this relationship? Than other relationship, what 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 would you say would be the difference there that made this this relationship stick? She really captured a part of my heart that that no one else could. Um, there was a time, if I could back up a little bit, there was a time where she had asked me out years ago, you know, and I said I told her that I wasn't interested. It wasn't. It didn't have anything to do with her, you know. She didn't do anything wrong. It was just me. I wasn't in a place to where I wanted a relationship because after that, after the relationship that I had about seven years ago, I didn't want a relationship. I was just like, I'm gonna do my thing. I'm tired of this. I don't want to date anymore, you know. And uh, and so she ended up touching a part of my heart that no one else could. She. She stuck it out for like five years as my best friend. Like, even though she told me that, hey, it's okay. Were you a good friend? <laughs> yeah. Were you a good friend, dude? Yeah, I was a good friend. I, I okay. kind of I hit her up, and yeah, I was. I really was. Because girls typically don't hold on that long to the <laughs> exactly. best friend. You know what I mean? Exactly. Okay. That's that's why it was kind of like a crazy thing because. Uh, something kind of like that happened before. I'm like, hey, I just want to be friends, and that person would be gone. Like they went there like yeah. a month. Yeah, you know this this young lady. My wife lasted like five years, like as my friend, and she had asked me a second time and a third time. That's when I started praying about it, and God just kind of took the scales took the off. Scales off her eyes. <laughs> it's like I, she's right here. I've yeah. been giving her to you for all this time now. Wake up. Yeah, I felt bad, too. I still kind of feel bad to this day, but I'm like, and I think that's one of the, the, the parts of my heart that she touched. Like, wow, she stuck around this long. No, I don't know anybody that would do that. Like, she really waited for me. And we're, like you said, we're not spring chickens. I just turned, in August, I'll be 43, and she's 38. And um, and so, you know, obviously, she could have went and, and dated someone else, and there was... I remember I still to this day I make fun of her because there was there was guys that uh, when we were friends that would just pull up, you know, she'd be driving, they'd pull up next to her and ask her, ask her for a number, <laughs> and, you know, I tease her about that, but um, I'm I'm glad that uh, she stuck around for me. That that's that's a lot. That says a lot. Well, you know? What what great timing, you know what I mean? Sometimes, oh yeah. Sometimes not in our timing all all exactly. the time, right? Sometimes God's timing, and it's exactly. like maybe it was. You had to be in the right place. She had to be in the right place. Yeah, Not exactly. that you weren't in the right place, but just the right timing of just coming together. Right, to be, right. You know what I mean? And so as far as advice, I would just say that um, be patient and seek the Lord. You know, the Bible says the famous scripture, six, John, um, Matthew 6, 3, 3, it says, go after God first and he'll add everything else right. to you. And uh, that that. And I, I was determined. I wasn't. I didn't want to date around. You know, I didn't want to do that. I've seen a lot of people do that. 
I was always just like, man, I want to settle down. If God has that for me, I want to settle down one person and that's it. You know, and I, and I, I was determined, like, I'm not going to date around. I'm just going to seek the Lord. And I think God's going to have to bring me someone. That's the way I was thinking because I didn't feel like I could go out and handpick someone like, oh, she's beautiful. She's cute. That's the one that God has for me. Just because she's cute, that doesn't mean that that's a person that God has <laughs> yeah. for you. Looks only last so long. Exactly. Man. Yeah. I mean, and it, so, yeah. You know what I mean? To have the have what I was looking for inside and out. I believed. I really believed that only that God could do that. I, I didn't feel like I can go out and handpick someone. I just didn't feel like I had it in me to do that. And so uh, God did the uh, what I couldn't. Right, you know what I mean, and so I, we we really feel blessed, man. That's you know? dope, man. Yeah, dude, wh- where did you grow up at, man? I grew up in the city of Whittier, man. Oh, you grew up in Whittier, yeah. huh? Uh, my whole life, you, I was you, born in Pomona. You, you got to be the only brother in Whittier. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, right. That's for There's sure. Not many man. brothers in Whittier, man. There was a good handful, and I think the handful was just me, my my mom, my dad, and my two brothers. That's literally how it was growing up. You know, I went to Whittier High School. Went to Aeolian um, Elementary School, also in Whittier. I was born in Pomona, and my whole life, I grew up in Whittier. I love Whittier still, man. So in uh, yeah, that let me just tell you the little transition how that worked. Now we got two two you know people coming together, and right before we get married, we're like, okay, what church are we gonna go to? She's really involved at the church she goes to, and um, I'm I'm involved at the church in Orange where I go to, and uh, we're just like, man, how are we gonna do this? And I just, again, I, I just started praying about it. I said, Lord, you got to show me, you know, what we're going to do here. And um, I like going to where the need is, you right. know. And so God pointed me uh, that direction, and I happened to be in the city of Whittier. And so, so I'm, crazy, I'm right, back in, right back in the city of Whittier. It's my hometown, my old, my old stomping grounds. It's got to be confirmation right there. Oh, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't even put that together, though. <laughs> I remember I went I went to your uh, – to, to the we, we call it the north campus right of our, yeah, of our church yeah. elevate and uh i went to go preach and it was funny I, I was teasing you from the from the from the stage and i was like yeah uh adrian got married and i never seen him at church again at the at, at the main campus right. never seen him at church again i thought i thought he backslid <laughs> i was like and i go that he's coming here i didn't know yeah i was like where's adrian at man but uh that's awesome man i i didn't even i didn't even put that together yeah. I, I, I obviously i didn't know you're from Whittier, but when you said there and i was like Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty dope, man. Did you did you grow up? How did you get involved with, with bikes, man? That's funny because uh, I don't mind telling people this, but, um, you know, as a growing up as an African-American man, we, we you know, we like playing basketball and and uh, hip hop music. I grew up riding by I still love basketball to this day. I still play basketball and football and all that. But um, I remember, I got to tell you guys a story. I grew up a little bit further down in the city of Whittier. And, uh, and uh, you know, sports is always cool. I've, I was, I've always been an active person. And so my mom got me a bike. It was a BMX bike. And I've always, always been kind of a daredevil. And so I'd get my bike and jump off curbs and stuff. And I thought it was fun. And uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't know it was a sport at first. And so I went inside the house and... My mom's like, hey, come check out this movie. There's this movie called Rad. And uh, this movie, I believe, was made in, like, 84. You know, I was three years old at the time. And so at, at the time, the movie was made. And so at this time, I'm, like, seven years old. My mom got me a bike, and I'm jumping off curbs. I go inside and see this movie. 
And it and it hits me. I'm like, dude, I didn't know this was a sport. Like, whoa, other people do this, <laughs> right? You know. And so I'm like, man, now I'm really stoked on it. Like I'm, you know, kids in the neighborhood they got bikes, and so now we're jumping off curves together. We're building ramps, and that's pretty much how it got started. And then um, a few years later, my parents got me into BMX racing. So racing around a track, and just like any other sport. It's, you know, if it's football, you got to get cleats and the uniform and all that. My parents can afford all that, you know. It's expensive. Yeah, and so yeah. I couldn't stay in it, so I just went back to the streets and, and jumping around, jumping, doing tricks. And and I love, to this day, I always wondered, like, man, by the time I'm 40, I'll probably be done with the BMX. And I said that when I was, like, 25, and I'm 42 today, and so I just, I'm going to go as long as I can and as long as God's grace just allows me to, you know. It's because... I mean, BMX, daredevil stunt stuff that you be doing, <laughs> jumping ramps, doing all that street stuff. I mean, it there is a price to be paid yeah. on, on the body, yeah. right? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm Because um, if I was your parents, I would have been like, nah. <laughs> See, that's this another is, thing. This is a little too much. This, we're going to be in the hospital a few yeah, times. Yeah, I've been in the, the hospital a few times. Nothing uh, too crazy. But um, I remember this one time I was in these backyard jumps and uh, I went and did a 360 and then I did what's called a switch 360 the opposite way and I came up short and uh, I went straight to my face. I mean, I but my tooth went through my lip oh. and you know I had my whole eye was bloodshot and I'm you know coming in the house with my head down so my mom wouldn't see and she's seen it and. I put my put my parents through a, a few different. <laughs> I put them through a lot, you know. It was kind of uh, now that you know we want kids one day soon, I think, and uh, I kind of don't want them to ride because <laughs> you know? I know they're they're gonna put me through the same thing I put my parents through, and it's kind they're probably of gonna crazy. go some something a little bit worse. They're yeah, probably be like MMA or yeah, fight, a something fighting or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't want to fight. Serious man. man, just my luck. <laughs> See, that was my thing, dude. Every, in my neighborhood, I mean, it was – I played basketball, but I always wanted to skate. I always wanted yeah. to skate. So there were skaters in my neighborhood. They were my friends. I was like, I want to skate. Got a skateboard, you know. And, you know, after a few jumps on off a ramp, you know, and, and, and landing pretty much flat on my back and just getting jacked up a few times, I'm like, this is stupid. You know what I mean? I just want to, I just want to cruise. You know, a little bit of grinding, maybe just. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not gonna. You know, this is not for me. Yeah. I realized right away that's not for. But what I realized is like skaters, BMX guys, like they're freaking tough. Yeah. Like in their own way, it's like it's weird because I'm like, yeah, like even when like Jackass first came out, yeah. right? And, I, and they, oh they're doing all these crazy stunts. Yeah. But really, the, the 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 realistic thing is that they started that because they were already tough yeah. from skating. You know what I yeah. mean? And then you see all these guys like um, I forgot the most famous BMXer guy. What's um, his name? Uh, Matt Hoffman or Dave Mira? Yeah, Dave so Mira. Matt Hoffman, Dave Mira. I would watch them. RIP Dave Mira. Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely falling. Yeah. And just man. like I've seen Dave like fall and like just be in pain and then get back up and then do it again. And I used to be like, no, dude, like this on a bike to me is like. 10 times scarier than on a skateboard. Yeah. Because the bike's in the way. <laughs> right? Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, there's times where you kind of take, you know, you kind of take inventory and you think back. You're like, why am I still riding this bike? You know, because yeah. I could do something safer, you know. <laughs> and um, I come to the conclusion, I'm just like, man, 
it's there's a couple of things I could say about it, but I just come to the conclusion that I really this is I feel like it's in my blood, you know. And uh, it's not only a hobby for me; it's a ministry. I think I could I could reach people this way. I could share the gospel and kind of share my story. I almost died three different times riding my bike. Riding your bike? Yeah, riding my How? bike. So um, the first time, let me tell you about the three times. The first time was uh, it was crazy. Like I said, I grew up in Whittier, and there's a street called Hadley. And if you go all the way to the top, it's real tall. And so at this time, there was no cell phones. You know, I'm probably about 14, 15 years old. And uh, no cell phones, no, you know, uh, AirPods or anything like that. And so I had a Walkman, you know. If you people at home could uh, could even comprehend <laughs> that, a Walkman or a Discman. Right. And uh, Google it. Yeah, yeah, just Google it. And so I had that on, and if you've ever ridden your bike with, with headphones on, you just kind of zone out. You don't pay attention. And so I was waiting for a friend, and my head was turned, and uh, he was going down the hill, and I was waiting for some reason in the middle of the street. I wasn't paying attention. And uh, my head was turned to the right, and all of a sudden I just see all the just a huge cloud of smoke just kind of like pass me up, and I was just like, what? And I look to my left, and there's a truck right here. It just right at my face and I was my heart just dropped because that that truck had locked up his brakes he skidded he seen me I didn't see him but he hit his brakes and he skidded probably like 20 25 feet so that he wouldn't hit me and I turned the truck was just right at my face and I know that at the speed he was going if he didn't see me that would I would have been done oh another time was um the other time was when uh, there was two times where the car, where my bike got taken underneath the car. And this other time was at a, um, a shopping center and uh, a car. He didn't see me and he just hit me, knocked me off my bike. And I was young. I, I was all right. Kind of dust myself off and I took off. I went home and the, I think the third one was the scariest one because uh, at the time I played football. I played for the Whittier Redskins. So, oh, really? Yeah, I was the skinniest guy on the team there. <laughs> What position? And, uh, wide receiver. There we go. Yeah, I played. I played football, and uh, that was the era of like Deion Sanders. Deion oh, was my sure. favorite player, and uh, and so I was. I was. I had left a game, changed my clothes and everything. A friend of mine and ours was uh, a friend of mine. We were going to Seven uh, Eleven, and uh, we see this van pull up, and he never stopped. I don't know. He just went right through the the uh, the stop sign. And he hit me, knocked me off my bike, and none of these none of these accidents that I've been in, they haven't been well. They were life threatening, but they weren't, you know, nothing more than a scrape, you know, no broken arms or close, anything like close that. Close calls, really close calls. And so this third one, my bike was taken completely underneath this van. My bike looked like a pretzel when it came out the other end of the the, the van, and it knocked me <laughs> off. I was scraped up a bit, but the the guy that gets out of the car. He's my football coach. <laughs> what the heck, dude? Yeah, you dro- did you wild. drop a few passes a game yeah, or what? No, man, I guess so. And uh, I mean, my bike was tore up. I ended up getting a new bike. I think he paid for it. But uh, again, I ended up getting away with um, just a few scrapes and bumps. My mom was just about lost it. She almost had a heart attack. But um, did she ever try to talk you out of just like maybe this is not for you? Stick to football. Um, they've always. They've always, my parents have always uh, been supportive of it. There's times where they kind of like, 
hey, you might be done riding bikes now. You should try something else. And But they didn't push me too much because I guess they're like, dang, after all these years, this guy's still, <laughs> yeah. you know, riding bikes. So uh, they've always supported me in, in what I wanted to do. And um, But they still, there were your your signature parents that, that care about you and that'll, you know. Did so. you have, te- did you know you had something special here right away? Or did you, you know, like, did you feel like, yeah, I can do this? Did you know? Yeah, I've always had that that feeling in my heart, even when, you know, growing up and there are these huge jumps that, you know, these pro riders are coming out here and doing. Um, there, The fear was there with these, with these jumps, but I, I've always knew that I could do it. Like that was, I think that was a frustrating part, like knowing that you could do something, but trying to figure out how to, how to get yourself up to, because there's a natural fear in all of us. Like if we stood at the top of a a 10 story building, you know, we're not going to stand on the edge too long. There's a fear that's there. And, and so you have to overcome that fear, you know, to, to, uh, to get to where you want, you know, to do the things you want to do. And I think that's why I'm still in this sport because I love it, you know, and like I said, you still get scared. Uh, yeah, there's times when, uh, are nervous. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's times when, um, I might go for a trick for a flip or something. If I know something has gone wrong and I'm in the middle of a flip or something, (laughs) it's kind of like, Oh boy, this is going to hurt. You know, and you got to try to minimize it because it's like, man, I got to go work tomorrow. (laughs) You know, you kind of, you brace yourself. You know, I tried to bulk up a little bit and stay strong. So, so all in that little 360 there, you, you're thinking about all that. Oh, this yeah. is going to hurt. I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, man. I brace <laughs> myself. All in, yeah. those, in those half a, half a second. Yeah, it sounds crazy, but it kind of seems like slow motion, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're going upside down and all that. There's a kind of a lot to think about. You got to brace yourself. How am I going to land this? And I think the, the years of experience always, I mean, they also come into fruition. They come into play because um, that's what's going to save you. Over the years yeah. and you come close to a fall, what's going to help you is your experience, you know, your cat-like reflexes. And I try to just stay healthy, you know, and stay sharp. And, and when it's time to move on to something else, I think of it like I love the Rocky movies, you know, Rocky Balboa. And then there was a time where, where, uh, you know, Rocky, he loved the sport, but then there was a time where his, his coach said, man, you know, Rocky, your knees are gone. You got to bulk up and you got to do this and that. I think this is going to be your last fight. And I think the point to it was that Rocky knew when his time was up and he didn't, he didn't try to go past that. And I pray that, uh, I would be the same way. I don't want to go past that amount of grace that I have and, and past where I should go, you know? Maybe, you know, when there's a time to wind it down, I, I would have something else lined up and just move on that, to something else. See, that's you know? the hard thing, right? That's the hard thing, because, yeah. Because Cause I, I still want to do It's still in me. It's still in you, right? <laughs> so so, so me with jujitsu, same, same way, yeah. right? I'm like, I'm like, you know, I've been getting beat up this year. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of little injuries, a lot of things. That's my thumb. I'm supposed to have surgery on my thumb. Shoulder's been a little... I yeah. don't know, man. It's been a little rusty. <laughs> so that can, that bothers me. Knees hurting, and I'm just like, okay. And, and, and I, I, but I want it's still in me, right? Yep. And I know there's things. I'm sure you know this. You have to accept there's things you can't yeah. can't do anymore. Are you things you just you got to do things differently, like you said, from experience mm-hmm. and things. But uh, I'm like, 
My, Melissa asked me the other day. I know. I, That's dude, hard I, to accept, man. I'm, I'm pushing. I'm pushing for it. <laughs> Fifty years old, right? Wow. So I'm like, she's like, so what are you gonna do when you can't do jits no more? And I said, I don't, I don't know, man. I go, I haven't really. I always needed something. Yeah. I had, you know, when I was, you know, up until, you know, maybe. 30 something I I I played ball mm-hmm. since like 6th grade to like 30 so I was I was playing ball almost you know two three times a week and then you know it started somewhere in Terra and then I was like okay I, I need I need maybe I need something else then we got into paintball and I was like I love paintball yeah right and then I realized man I'm getting up there man like paintball <laughs> there's a lot of you know bending down sliding you know on your knees and just like you're you're shooting and stuff and I'm like yeah. it it's fun but and I'm you know, and I'm like, yeah. And then we got into boogie boarding, and then we were uh, out there. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. And then I had a few little tumbles, <laughs> right? And I'm, all, and I'm thinking in my head, dude, like, like this is getting scary now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, uh, what's going on? So then I, I, I started getting into martial arts, and I was like, yeah, I like this. I like this. Yeah. And, and I remember I started off, spar- you know, sparring, kickboxing, and then even, you know, and then we started doing jujitsu, and I was like, okay, and we started, you know, and then. I remember spar even sparring like you know stand up kickboxing and 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 getting tagged one yeah. time right and it was fun and I had a good time but I remember you probably know this <laughs> that little fuzziness in the head you know what I mean after 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 getting punched a few times like it didn't go away like it yeah, used to that's crazy it would it was lasting for a yeah. few more days right you, yep. you know like I can imagine you on the bike and so I was like yeah this ain't fun no more but <laughs> <laughs> I like I like punching him. But I, when he hits me, yeah, it hurts a little bit different. It makes you think, too. It's just kind of like, you know, and then you, I think what really makes me think, too, is, uh, and it's practical, too, is waking up in the morning. Yeah. Right? You're like, <laughs> you know, yeah. why am I doing this? <laughs> I'm like, why am I doing this? So now it's just pure jits. And I think I survived. But Melissa asked me that. And I'm like, but I think men, going back to the point of that, men need something. Yeah. I think yep. I think women don't understand some they, some of them do, but I think right. my wife does now. But I think early on she was like, "What is it? Yeah, like, why can't you just sit here on a Saturday and do nothing?" <laughs> and I go, "I have to do something physical. Yeah. yeah, you know, let me let me you know get some rounds in. Or, yeah, exactly. Uh, ride you know ride my bike you know somewhere yeah. and, and just to get something out. There's something in us yeah. that we have to and have that's an a outlet. Good thing. That's it is a good, good thing." thing. Right, a lot of guys that, that come to me and t- want advice and things or going through something, I'm like, you need a physical outlet. Do you exactly. do anything physical? Do you go to the gym? You lift weights? Do you run? Wh- whatever it may be, I'm not saying you have to f- fight or do jujitsu yeah. or anything like that or even BMX. But do you do something right. physical? There's something about doing something physical. Yeah, right? it's amazing how that works, man. Sometimes I could have you know a thousand things on my mind. I'm more thinking about bills and. And, and all these different things going on trips and all these things. And um, I'm just like, man, I just got to get out. And, and, you know, my wife would be sleeping. She, she kind of likes to sleep in. And I like to get up. And I think that's another thing. You say, you know, as, as men, we have to be the leaders and everything. I like to kind of get up before her. Yep. You know, she's still sleeping. I like to get up, get some exercise in, get into the word, and then come back. I'm ready to go, you know. All these things I was thinking about before yeah. is like I'm cool now, you know. Let's 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 tackle the day. Yeah. After I, I get some exercise, so yeah. There's something about getting up early, getting some prayer time, reading, and then getting some physical exercise. Right. You feel like you can tackle the whole day yep. after that. Like, yep. okay, what comes my way? Yeah. I got that done. I feel good. I feel a little energized. Right. Right. Let's, let, what What else is there? Yeah. yeah. I don't. 
even Saturdays, man. I don't, I don't sleep in. I'm yeah. up, I'm up early. <laughs> yeah. I'm up early. I'm doing something, and she's like, "Why don't you stay in bed?" And I, I can't relax. Right. Like, I feel like once the, you know, if, if the sun hits the window in the room, yeah. I'm like, I'm late. <laughs> it's late exactly. in, my, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm late. And even with the time going back, right? You know, the sun's up early now, right? Yeah. And and I, and I if I see the light, and I'm like. Oh shoot! What time is it? Yeah, and I look at exactly. My, oh, that's how I felt today. You know, actually, yeah. it's six oh one. I'm late. Yeah, my wife and I we went on our uh, honeymoon. We went to uh, Jamaica, and uh, it was hard for me to sleep in. She was just kind of encouraging me, like, "Man, you just got to sleep in and enjoy the time." And you know that we have out here. It's not every day we're in Jamaica and everything, but uh, I was kind of still on that schedule. It was hard for me to unwind, you know, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, all in all, man. Wake yeah, up even early. even on vacation. When I go on vacation, yeah, I, I'm up early. Yeah, you know, uh, we we went to Mexico la- last month, and, yeah. I, and and so I was up early every day. I'm yep. like, oh, I get to see the sun rise from yep. the east. You know what I mean? Like that, this is great. I'm up early every day. I'm watching the sun come up. I'm like, yeah. this is, it's early. I feel like okay, yeah. What, what, what you guys were all today? asleep? <laughs> I was out there on the beach watching the sun come yeah. up, thanking God. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? and, and so, yeah, I mind. think there's something in us. I, I think every man needs an outlet. Though. Definitely. You know, yeah. whatever it may be, some sort of physical outlet. It, the problem is, is when we get too old and we, and we, and we, what do we do? You know what yeah. I mean? Pickleball? I mean, I don't know, maybe. man. That's a good question. I mean, you riding a trike or what? what, what I, you I know there's a some trike. People, <laughs> yeah, there's some people. You know, I ride a BMX bike and they're 20 inch bikes. You know, wheels. And uh, there's some. They got some these fairly new bikes out now. They got 29 inch bikes. They got 26 inch bikes. And then you got the mountain bikes. And people are just kind of. I got some friends who are like, man, why don't you get a 29? Why don't you get a cruiser? Why don't you get into a mountain bike? And I was like, man, at the time. I get into mountain bikes, I probably won't even just, right. you know what I mean? Because I'm still on a 20-inch, I'm still doing tricks and stuff. And uh, when it's, when, I think when it's that time, it's just kind of, I'll probably just maybe, get into something else Maybe a beach completely. cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. And just Yeah, the 29 inches are popular right now, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean they're, everybody, have you rode one? I rode one, they're cool, but I just kind of, again, it's, it just kind of seems like a place to where I'm just kind of, yeah. You know, 50, 60 years old, I'm just going to be cruising. <laughs> I'm not at that point right now. Like, I'm not, you yeah, know. I'm not ready to settle, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not ready yet. I know. Probably I, getting there, but. I feel the same way. I yeah. go to the gym, and I, I'll go to open mat, and there's a lot of young dudes, yeah. good dudes in there, and I'm just like, <laughs> if I get my butt kicked today, it's cool. You know what I mean? But I, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know if I'm being stubborn or stupid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not willing to roll with that. Dude over there that looks my age, you know. What I mean? yeah. Let me roll with these dudes a little bit and, and see how getting, long it lasts. They're getting younger and younger, man. These kids on BMX. I think there was this kid seven. I think he was seven years old, man, out from like Japan or something, just killing it. Like, Insane. Huh? He's doing all the tricks like the twenty, thirty year olds are doing. Like this kid just barely learned to walk, and he's he's doing these tricks. Like how? Like what age did you start riding? If right at seven years old, you're doing pro tricks and. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy. He's just gifted, I guess. You know, how long you been riding now? Ah, oh, man, over man, over thirty years, something like that. Yeah, and um, it's it's been fun, man. I think uh, again, the question arises where you know, 
I don't think I could put a, a time, you know, like on this day or this year, I'm right, going to stop right. writing. But, uh, yeah, several years, my, my whole life, I think since I was around seven years old. So, Yeah, my, 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 my boss told me with jiu-jitsu a couple 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 injuries ago. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to go to the doctor today. Was, what, what happened? You know, I, I, I'm Uh-oh. hurting, you know, got to get this checked out. And he was like, and he was dead serious. He was like, when are you going to stop doing that? And I, I got offended. You know what I mean? I go, I go. You want me to stop doing that and do what? Yeah. <laughs> I told me I was so. I was, I'll talk to my boss like this. I like, get offended too. I, I go, thought I was the only one. Yeah, and I was like, and do what? <laughs> I go. You want me to? What do you want me to do? You want me to run and then maybe I get yeah. hit, I get hit by a car. <laughs> I was getting all sarcastic with him, right? You, what do you want me to do? You want me to play a racquetball? Yeah. And then I tear my ACL. I mean, I'm gonna be active no matter what. Yeah. And I go. I, I just told him, and I, and I kind of calmed down, and I, I wasn't. I was getting a little less offended. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, "I'm gonna do this. Till I can't do it no more. I don't exactly. know what that's gonna be. It could be God telling me stop. Yeah, you know, it could be my wife. It could be. I hope not a horrible injury. Yeah, but when it's not fun, I think when it's not fun, right, right. anymore, and that's when I stopped a lot of things that I did. When it wasn't fun anymore, I was like, and "It's just yeah. yeah." Then I was like, "Nah, you're forcing yourself to do it." But I've prayed the prayer of God, give me something else. Yeah, yeah. Through my life. You know, I, I was in a band one time, and I thought I was going to, we were going to make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then yeah. when, we're, when I seen that we weren't going to make it, I was like, Lord, <laughs> give can, me something can you give me something to do? You know, and I did the brand for a while, and then the brand started dying. And I was like, okay, Lord, I need something else yeah. to do, you know? Yeah. And then I get the podcast, you know? And so I'm like, okay. The but pursuit, I, I think we always yeah. need something, man, yeah. just to, to, keep, to keep us busy. I'm not, read, I'm not willing to just sit on the couch. Right. Do exactly. nothing. Exactly. Same here, man. Just kind of keep on trucking. Matt Hoffman, for example, uh, I think he's into his 50s now. And um, I remember they did a documentary on him, you know, a video uh, years ago. And he's just been at the top of the sport, pushing the sport, pushing himself for such a long time now. And uh, he's broken so many bones. I think just about every bone in his body. And he goes to the doctors and doctors are like, man, we can't keep putting you back together. Like, what are we going to do? You know, he's had... I remember... There was a time where uh, he would always go to the contest and, you know, might slip a pedal or something and he'd rip his leg open. He would he would literally have a sewing kit, no anesthesia, you know, no nothing to numb it. He would just sew his leg back Oof. together between sessions and just keep riding. And let me see if I can get this quote right. But he said that, you know, as beat up as his body is, if he if his body isn't completely just shattered at the end of his life, he feels like he didn't use it the way that he should have. Wow. And that's a powerful statement, man. Like and he's every every no one would disagree when you would say that he's one of the guys that just at the top of this just killing it, man. Just That's crazy, man. Just pushing the sport at in in his fifties, pushing it. Like no one's gonna tell him that, hey, you're too old or you right. should lay it down now. Like he'll know when, you know. Yeah. And and that's he's got ten years on me, so I always tell people that story when they say, "Ah, Adrian, you should try something else," you know. But uh, big ups to Matt Hoffman on that. I think people just don't understand that feeling. Yeah, you know I mean, it, it, it's it's just a, a feeling you have, and, and it's a a, a a drawing that just yeah. something just draws you to that, and you just like, I got to do it. Yeah, I got to exactly. do it. I, maybe I won't do it as good as I used to, or maybe I won't be able to do the things I used to. But if I get on that bike, then I. 
I feel like I feel like I'm alive. Yeah. I wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Elevate Ministries. Elevate Ministries is an authentic, passionate, and innovative church in the heart of Orange County, California. They strive to make their services welcoming and encouraging by intentionally engaging you in all senses to stimulate a spiritual hunger. If you're looking for a great church that's on a mission to change the world one person at a time, I encourage you to check them out at www.elevateministries.com and on Instagram at Elevate Ministries. And see, another thing I just wanted to add to that is there's people, you know, God forbid, but there's people that, that, that aren't into sports at all. Like, I think there's some people that want to get into it, but there's there's people that walk down the street and get hit by a car and they're, they're gone the next yeah. day. You know what I mean? And it's... um. It's like we got one life to live, man. If, if there's something on your heart, go for it, you know. It, there's a reason why it bothers you every day. If you want to open up a business, start working toward that. Save money, work hard, and, and go for it, you know what I mean? And uh, this just happens to be what I do. There's some people who want to be doctors. I, I commend that. Like, people, doctors go to school for how long? Like, 10 years? Yeah. And that's some commitment, man. That's ridiculous. You want to do it? Be a doctor. Be a doctor, man. It's, we only got one life to live. We don't know. Really, don't know how much time we have. So we should live our lives. And I've lost lots of lots of people in the past, and and some of them really lived their lives to the fullest, and some of them not really. And so why not, you know, live your life. You know, use use what God's given you, your arms, your legs, and be a little be a little bit risky about it, right? Yeah, take risks. I'm not saying I'm not saying be foolish, <laughs> right? But yeah, I, but there's be a, there's a big a difference. difference, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying be a little risk, put a little risk in your life, yeah. man. Like be able to say like I did that, yeah, or at least exactly. I tried that. You know what I mean? Like some people don't even try it. You know what I mean? I it just I have a lot of guys with, with jujitsu. Same thing, man. They, they ask me about it. I'm like, why don't you just try it? No, no, no! I just come for give one class. Yeah. Just give it a shot, and Never then you can at least say you 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 tried it. Yeah. So I'm always game to like try something, you know, and be a little risky. And then yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, like you feel like, all right, that that was a little too crazy for yeah. me, but at least I tried you it. You tried least, it, man. I, you I never it, know. I did it one time. Right. So you right. Might, hey, you might like it. Yeah, my wife has always been um, as many risks as I take on my bike. You know, there are some areas where I probably. Sometimes I play it safe, and, um, you know, this last trip I went on to Kenya, um, I wasn't sure if I should go, and I had just lost my job, and, I'm, you know, I was like, what am I going to do? And and my wife's like, babe, you got to go on this trip. You've been wanting to go on this trip, and, and they called you at the right time, and, and all these things, and I'm so glad she pushed me to go on that trip, because I'm just <laughs> like, man, how are we going to do this, you know, we want to have kids, and and we, we'd like to purchase a home of our own one day. And how are we going to do this? She's like, go on that trip. I had the time of my life, man, with these guys that, that are also BMX uh, missionaries and evangelists on this trip. I met just the most awesome people. Um, it's You know, I was out in a third world country, and you could really see how how God's grace is just, you know, a lot of the people there in that part of uh, Kenya, they make less than $2 a day. Wow. And I think that everybody should go to a third world country, you know, at least once in their life, get out and, and travel and see what the world is all about and see how other people live and how fortunate we are and how many things we take for granted. And so, um, it gives some perspective to your, yeah, to, perspective. To, to your life, right? Yeah. Take a risk. Like we were saying, you know, get out there, take risks and, um, 
And at the end of the day, man, you could you never know. You just never know what could happen and what God will do. And uh, and that's what it's all about, man. Hey, so you, I heard word on the street is that you came to Christ kind of because of because of the writing, right? Is yeah, that true. <clears throat> yeah, um, kind of a cool story. Um, I got a flyer one day. I was riding riding my bike, and uh, to this day, we, I don't think we know exactly who it was, but I, we think it's it was someone that was you know, at the church that you and I attend. And, and so, um, we know at Buena Park high school, I had a friend that went there and he's like, Hey, check out this flyer. And on one side of the flyer, it had this graffiti all over it. And it said inter intercession. And at this time it was, it was a big era for, for B boys and break dancing. And it had graffiti on one side and at the bottom in the corner it said, uh, it said, uh, that it had a well-lit skate park, you know, it had a, had a custom skate park. And, uh, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot of skate parks in the area. I remember signing petitions and, and, and trying to get the city of Whittier to build a skate park. There wasn't no skate park there at the time. Now there's two in, in the city of Whittier. But uh, there was nowhere for us to ride our bikes. I got kicked out of universities for jumping off stairs. And, you know, we're like, man, we need a place to ride. So we get this flyer. And um, <clears throat> there's a place for us to ride. And uh, at the skate at the skate park, we're like, hey, maybe they'll let us ride our bikes there. So we go down there, and it was packed out. There's probably about four to five hundred people at this little skate park. And um, so there's a guy there. I, I said, hey man, can we ride our bikes here? And he's like, hey, you know, there's a lot of people right now. Wait until it dies down. I ended up waiting until probably eleven thirty, twelve at night to ride wow. my bike because I wanted to ride the skate park <laughs> so bad. So I rode the skate park, and I loved it. Some people invited me back, and, um, you know, I said, well, you know, what, what is this place? You know, they said, it's a church. You know, why don't you come to church with us? And so I was like, all right. I didn't feel like I was against God or anything, but, you know, and, uh, and so I went into uh, this building. They had, a, you know, a bunch of people in there. It was another event, and uh, they gave what we call an altar call. And, uh, you know, it was an invitation to come to know Jesus. And I didn't, I was kind of uh, afraid. I had a friend there with me and, you know, it wasn't, I don't know if it was the cool thing to do. And so I didn't get saved. I didn't give my heart to Jesus that night, but I was invited back to a service. And um, at that service, I finally, I think, mustered up the strength to, uh, to receive Christ. And this was right here in our skate park. We had a skate park. This is the church that we go to today. And um, they ended up, it was a big outreach where we had a skate park and break dancing. And so that's how I came to know Jesus. Uh, I'll give you a little side note to that. Um, there was an event where, um, this is more so how I came to know the Lord. Uh, there was an event, there was a big event. All of the, the people that I looked up to were at this event. Dave Mirror was even there. He showed up. Um, a lot of pro BMXers were there. And I got in with a, with a co-sponsor that I got at a bike shop. They paid my entry fees and everything. So I'm just like, man, I'm chilling with some top names. Like, I never thought that would happen. And so I didn't place at the contest. I think I got like 10th out of, you know, 15, 20 people. And um, they're like, hey, uh, you know, we got a we got a hotel at the uh, Disneyland. Um, what was it? The, the, the Anaheim Convention Center. That's where it was at. I got an all-access pass. And so next door, there was an event. There was a music event. Big Boy was there. I got to meet Big Boy. Power 106 <laughs> was there, you know. And so they're like one of the these people that I really looked up to in the sport. It's kind of like if it was if it was uh, basketball, 
it's like I'm bumping shoulders with Michael Jordan and Kobe, and that, that's how it was for me, these top names in the sport. And uh, we had gotten a hotel, a couple friends and I, and so uh, one of the guys, he's like, hey, Adrian, why, why don't you come to this party with us? It's in room 278 or whatever it was. And I was like, all right, cool. I was just excited that they invited me. Like, man, this guy knows my name. Like, this is cool. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. 278, that's that's our room. You know? Everybody, oh, snap. Yeah. Like, wait, that's my room. We, went in, we rented that room. So I go in the room, and I open the door, and there's just, just a huge cloud of smoke just pours out of the room. And... And I go in that room and everyone, you know, not everyone, but a couple of people are just passed out drunk. And these are the people that I look up to. And like, it kind of hurt me, you know, because I looked up to these people for so long and I felt let down because they're just kind of, you know, he was, you know, some people couldn't even speak. They're a trip. They're falling all over the place. And then this one guy comes up to me and, uh, you know, he's got weed in one hand and he's got a beer in the other hand. And he's like, Hey Adrian, what's up? What's wrong, man? You don't you don't drink? You don't smoke? Even though this is before I got saved, and um, and I said, Nah, man. You know, I'm cool. I'm trying to trying to keep riding bikes, stay healthy. You know, and and he looked at me, and uh, he says, he's like, dude, don't don't do it, don't try it, don't get into it. You know, and I thought that was funny because you know he's got he's got his addiction in one hand and another addiction in the other hand. And he's he's doing it right now, but he's telling me not to do it. That that tells me that he can't get out. Like mm. he's he's bound. The word bound means to be tied up. He's tied to this addiction and he can't get out. And he's warning me, you know, to stay out. And I think that's one of the things that that kept me from um, getting into that lifestyle. Not that I was that much smarter than everybody else, but I seen what was going on. And it, at one, it kind of hurt me. And number two, that that's one of the things I got saved that year. I said, "Man, I didn't really want to." This is BMX. I was pursuing it as a career. That's all I wanted to do, you know. And then that hit me. And then that's when I got the flyer. And then we went to the church, and I ended up getting saved. And so here I am today. I got saved in uh, two thousand. So it's been twenty three years now. Wow. You yeah. know, I, I heard that you rode your bike <clears throat> from Woodier to Orange. Yeah, at that time I was uh I was almost 20 Dude, so come on. I didn't have a car at the time. <laughs> so the first time my dad dropped me off and then that 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 event, I rode my bike there and I didn't know how I was going to get back, but somebody gave me a ride back and so I ended up riding my bike there to the event and uh it ended up that's being crazy, yeah, that's that was a, that was a, a life that was a life-changing event. I think it took us like 3 hours or something like that from Whittier. <laughs> <laughs> See, at this time, we're, man, we're like 18, 19. We're riding bikes every day. 20-inch so bike. Yeah. <laughs> no gears. That was single speed. That's a single speed bike. <laughs> Do you think God was kind of uh, preparing you a little bit and kind of showing you like, hey, man, this 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 life is is not everything it seems like it is in the magazines and, and, and on maybe MTV or whatever. You know, it's not like it seems. And right away you were – what do you think that was that that was it the way you were brought up was it what what do you think it was was it just god that really had you see like yeah this, this is probably not for me yeah um <clears throat> that and you know that the whole drinking and, and smoking thing and then there's one other part to it i was sitting um there is the way that the bmx contest works is uh, i think you got at the time two 
two or three runs. You know, it was like one run for the prelims and then your your final. And then they throw out your worst run. And, um, and that's how it goes from there. But a lot of the guys, what I did is I wrote down the tricks that I wanted to do. And I was like, man, if I do this these tricks, I knew I wasn't going to win, but... I was like, man, if I do these tricks, I'll be happy. Like, I just, I was just, that was the way it was. And I pulled all those tricks. I didn't crash. And I thought for sure it was that was the thing. Like, man, I'm going to be so happy. And everybody left. They went up to the party and everything. I just kind of sat there. And I was confused. You know, I was really confused because I was like, man, I thought, I really thought I was going to be happy. Like, this was what they, if I did these tricks, I knew I wasn't going to win. That wasn't my objective, but... If I do the, if I land these tricks, man, I'm going to be so happy. And I wasn't like, I still felt empty, you know, and that, I think that ended, like I said, I still ride bikes today, but that ended my pursue as far as, you know, placing or being at this event or, you know, uh, the pursuit of BMX, like just kind of trying to be somebody in this sport. I still, you know, obviously do the sport today, but I think that was one of the defining moments where it's like, this is not what you thought it was going to be. There's something more to life. You know, if I, if they, today, I still enjoy riding my bike, but if somehow my bike was taken away from me, praise God, it's all right. You know, I'll go ahead and do something else. God is still good. You know, I still got, uh, I still have a lot. I still have a a wife that loves me and, and, and God loves me. I think, when I had those near death experiences, you know, I used to question like, man, does, what would it be like if I died? Like what, what would happen? You know, would people cry? Like would people miss me? I, my parents love me. I, I, I've always felt like that, but there was times where I was just like, man, do I matter? Like, why am I here? You wow. know? And all those things and all of those, all those events were defining moments. Like making it to the X games, isn't going to, you know, just fulfill you in your life. You know, there's something much more than that. And and that's basically the message that I want to get across in BMX when I go out and when I share that that Christ has, you have to allow him to rule in your life. Above all else, you can do other things. It's okay to play sports and all that, but God has to come first. And so uh, those were the defining. It's crazy because I, I think what, what you say, what a lot of people say, you know, they, they, they get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, they achieve something they thought they never were going to achieve that they always yeah. wanted to achieve. They meet their idols. Yeah. And for some reason, it's never as, like, grand yeah, as you thought it was. It's it's always, like, seems like it's, like, like you said, I, I was disappointed in, yeah. some, in, my, in seeing my idols like this. Yeah. You know, I placed, and it, it, it didn't give me the fulfillment that I was looking for. I think that's the, the thing with life without, without Christ at right, all, right? right. You, you're constantly trying to fulfill... An emptiness, Man. something inside, right. and when you don't, when you don't find it, you're like looking for the next thing. You're yeah. looking for the next thing until you find Christ, and then right. you go. Now nothing else matters. Everything right. else is extra. Exactly. That's crazy, exactly, man. Exactly, man. And I just pray that um, that people would find that, and that they wouldn't look at God as some someone that's that's super far away. And the Bible says He's only a prayer away, and I think I pray that they wouldn't look at it as. If you're listening now and you're wondering, like, what do I do next? You know, um, I pray that um, it wouldn't be that people wouldn't look at it as such a religious thing. I know there's 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 people out there. There might be some churches that rubbed you the wrong way, 
and you might see churches as this crazy religion. People are looking for your money and all this. Just look at Christ because he was a perfect example. There's a lot of Christians out there. We all make mistakes, you know, but I want them to, once they find themselves in a place where they feel lost, just know that, that Christ, he's, he's waiting right there for you, you know. So you use your bike riding to minister. It's yeah. A, it's an actual ministry now. Yeah. That's taking you all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, h- how do you how do you use I was entertainment? Right? Yeah. How do you use excitement to draw people to Christ, man? Because some people probably said, "Oh, that's that's not of God. You shouldn't have to entertain. <laughs> why do you why do you have lights in the church?" Or, yeah. why I've never seen BMX in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus wouldn't ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me show you a little uh, kind of an illustration of, of what we did when we went to Africa. And so um, as well as out here, one of the last um, on, uh, I think it was the 25th of October that we did a, a harvest event and we did kind of a little skit. And so what we did is I come out there and uh, I say, hey, you guys ready to see some BMX tricks? And they're like, yeah. And so I'll bring my bike out and I'll lay it down on the ground. And I'm like, bicycle, jump. It's kind of like an abracadabra kind of thing. I'll I'll try and make my bike jump. And obviously the bike doesn't move on itself. And I'll try it again. Bicycle, jump. You know, and it doesn't move. And people are looking at it. They're laughing, you know. And I said, hey, you know, well, this bike right here, I put a lot of money into it. Uh, Each bike, it's made with value. And purpose, but most of all, the bike, it's made for a relationship with its rider. But the bike, apart from the from the rider, it can't do anything. The bike's not just going to jump up by itself. And uh, in John, the book of John, uh, chapter 15, the Bible says that, 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 that God is the vine and that we are the branches. But the branches, apart from the vine, they can't do anything. You can't survive without it. And it's the same way with our relationship with God, we can't do anything without God. And so um, from there, we go into a smaller, uh, you know, a little bit more of a teaching and um, illustrate how how important it is to have an understanding of who God is in our lives and how important it is not to be separate from him and how, how we need to put him first. And so we go on from there. A lot of times at the skate parks, it's uh, it's something that's organic. I'll go out to the skate park and... and um, I think I like to ask God to open up a door in order, in other words, order, uh, open up a situation to where I'm not going in there being pushy. Hey, Jesus loves you. Hey, you got to come to church, you know? Yeah. Um, because I, I always pray and ask the Lord to, to show me, I don't know what other people have been through. You know, they, they may have been in church their whole lives, but I'm looking at them. They might be smoking or cussing whatever it is or they might be not doing any of that but they might be far from god i don't know i don't know just by looking at them you know and so i'll ask god to open up a door when i go to a skate park or something and usually someone would come over and say hey where do you ride at or you know i've never seen you here before and that it just it just snowballs that gets into a conversation and said hey you know what's what's I, i like to ask people what's the best experience they've had in their lives you know, oh, man, this one time I went on vacation and then I'll say to them, hey, do you mind if I share one of the best experiences I've had? And I'll begin to share about, you know, how I almost died. But then a good experience is when I came to know Jesus, I came to the skate park and and people just embraced me, you know, and I learned that the love that they had for me 
God has that type of love times a thousand towards me, you know. And once you learn, a lot of us, we're, we're all looking for love and acceptance and, and a place to belong. And I've yeah. gotten all that once I, I came to know the Lord. And so that's kind of how I open up and That's dope and because the uh, I, think, I think people don't realize, like, their individual talent and yeah. how they can use that. For good, I think people think they have to be maybe a, a pastor, or they have yeah know, to reach people. And, and, and a pastor once told me he's like, you'll be surprised how many people you're reaching when you use your talent for Christ, yeah. or when you use, you know, uh, your, your gifts that He's giving. Exactly. You. Like he's he was like he's like a big time pastor, dude, right? And he was like he's like you actually reach more people than I do, Dang. like because you're connecting to people yeah. like on a daily basis wow. more than, than, than I could do it. You know, wow. I'm studying or he, you know, he's telling mm-hmm. me all this stuff he's doing and he goes, but you're in the workplace yeah. or you're in the street, you know, or you're jujitsu or hooping, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah. And so you're constantly meeting people. And if you, you have, basically you have more opportunity, right. you yeah. know, than, than an actual pastor sometimes. Wow. And I, I didn't really put that into perspective. Tell you t- t- said that and I go, you're right. You're right. He's he's like, yeah, you have more. So I was like, man, so the talents that we have, the things that we have and how uh-huh. I think people don't use that all the time to their right. to their advantage sometimes. I think they think they have to be something else. Yeah. And I think a gift a lot of times, you know, we got Christmas coming up soon enough and uh you know, when someone gives us a gift, um it's it's something that we keep for ourselves, but I don't think that's the way that God intended it as far as you know, biblically speaking, as far as when God gives us a gift, I think a definition of a gift is when God gives you something to grasp the heart of an individual or a group of people. That's what it, God gives you something to give away. And so um, when you do that, and it's not trying to, I'm not trying to be like anyone else. And, you know, obviously I have people that I look, look up to, but I, like you said, uh, every person has that thing. And if you just do that thing that you're, you know, you look at your fingertip, nobody, nobody has the same fingertip as we do. No, no one, no individual has the same fingertip. God has given you individually a gift and you just be faithful to that. You know, there's no, there's no telling what you're able to do. Yeah. I think that it's, it's pretty amazing how he can take our individual gifts and and use it for good. I I think sometimes, you know, the enemy will kind of come against us and, and yeah, that, that gift's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I have a lot of friends, you know, uh, that are that are graffiti artists. I'm, uh-huh. I, I've always loved graffiti. Yes, but I, I've made a connection through them because I'm I'm, I'm an art. I'm a graffiti art lover. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I've become friends with guys that are like crazy, like big and like wow. you know bomb free freeway <laughs> signs and everything. You know, and it's just like I'm just like blown away because I'm like, yeah, but it's the, it's just. I used my gift of, of love for art or, yeah. you know, or being able to communicate or talk mm-hmm. or get to know somebody. And then we become friends. Yeah. And exactly. then, like you said, there's an opportunity there to share, you know, my life and what God's done in my life and share the love of Jesus. And then it's, it's weird. Cause then you get these guys and they're like, Hey, can you pray for me, man? Yeah. Yeah. I'm low. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and so, you know, it's like, yeah, I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. He goes, don't, don't put it out there. Though. You know, that I'm asking for prayer. I got you, you know, but I mean, it's cool that through that, you know, and through, through different things and people trip out. I mean, like art, like graffiti, yeah. like you, yeah. yeah, we do events. We exactly. do, we used to do events with graffiti and, yeah. and I've met like guys that, that when I was younger that I looked up to, you know, yeah. and it's like now we're, 
you know, now we're friends and now mm-hmm. I pray for them and I know about them and they listen to a sermon, listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, perspective, it's so crazy. perspective is huge. Like there's some people out there that, that truly believe like, you know, Christian or not, they truly believe that social media is evil. You know, I think social media is neutral. Like you could use it for horrible things or you can use it for some really good things. Like the people that I connected with to go on this, uh, this trip to Africa and, and the trip before that, Colorado and all over the Midwest, I met them through uh, social media. That's how I met them. I, I don't know if I ever would have met them. Otherwise, they were in other states and they're like, hey, you know, check out this dude, Adrian. He rides bikes and, he, you know, he knows the Lord. And so talk to him for like a year or so online. And then after a while, he's like, hey, what do we got to do to get you to come out and do a show with us to do a tour? I was like, hey, man, just put some food in my stomach and a roof <laughs> over my head. I'll, I'm there. You know, Let's I ended go. up going on a on a week's tour across the Midwest and down there to the Tennessee. And um, and it was with the guy that um, for a while I didn't know that uh, at the time, he, I don't know if he was saved or not, but uh his name's Vic Murphy, and uh, complete. He has one of the most iconic pictures in BMX, and he's doing this trick. It's in black and white, actually, at the time. Um, everybody in, know, in, in BMX knows that he's doing a one-footed table off of this little curb jump, and it's just, it's a crazy picture. And I remember seeing it in a magazine. I was super young, and I never thought I'd meet the guy. Well, this turns out... This is the guy that I'm on tour with. He's wow. he's a he's a BMX missionary, completely full time. Um, I never thought I'd meet the guy. He's saved. He loves the Lord, and um, that all happened through social media, you know. So I never push people. If sometimes I, I have friends that that are like, you know, I can't do social media. I got to stay away from this and that. Cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I never force people. If that's not your thing, it's not your thing. You could reach people any other way. But um, on the other hand, I. You know, it's it's neutral. You could use it for great things and just watch out for the things that you don't, um, that's not going to help you. Yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> now, you, now, you went to, you, you go all over the world. You went to Kenya. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about this because there's got to be some kids that don't even know what the heck you're doing. I don't even know, what, like, a bike, you know, or how yeah. to ride a bike. or It's just not, they, they just don't have that luxury. So when they see you, what are, what are, what are they thinking? Oh man, see there's a guy that looks like <laughs> us, but he <laughs> but he has a beard and he drives this thing, right? I mean it's gotta be like a trip for them, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. And the response is crazy because it's like sometimes you'll do the same tricks out here and, and sometimes people aren't as excited. You go out there and some places were a little bit bigger than this room and we didn't have a whole lot of room to like you know take off and do tricks some places we didn't have our ramp to take in so we had to do some ground tricks and these ground tricks out here a lot of people wouldn't be that excited i mean we're doing 180s on the ground and kids are like whoa did you see that like like man the energy it was crazy i mean you got we went from schools that were that ranged from you know five or six hundred kids up to you know three thousand students and, and they're all standing in dirt and, and, you know, they're all, you know, they got their uniforms on and everything and, and they came out to see a show. And so we're overwhelmed with the amount of people that, you know, you look across, there's just like a field of people. And a lot of them were the really young kids up in front, kid, kindergarten. 
And um, and so when we were practicing and warming up, we just did a 180. They're just like, whoa. You know, you got a thousand <laughs> kids just going crazy. You were like, man. And we did the surfer thing where you stand on the handlebars and on the seat and you kind of surf on your bike. They, they just loved it, man. And just something as simple as that, um, to bring that joy and the happiness you see on their face, and then you share the gospel with them, it was just, I mean, they're coming up for high fives, and, you know, obviously they, they felt like you were, you know, some type of celebrity. We made it clear that, you know, we do this for, for Christ, for Jesus. He's the one that, that brought us to you guys. And uh, like I said, it's, it was a third world country, and so they... That was the highlight of their their day, their year. You know, a lot of them they they've never seen BMX before, and so they it's crazy that stay. I know that that stays with them because I seen a show when I was like six or seven years old, and I think that kind of planted something in me. And it was kind of a, a you remember dare or just say no yeah. to drugs. It was kind of that thing. And they're I don't to this day I don't know who it was, but they came out on a bike in a full face helmet, and they're like if you do drugs, this will happen. And then they would ride their bike and just crash into a wall <laughs> and fall. But like, they're like, if you don't do drugs, this is what you can do. And they do a flip. And I'm just like, man, I want to do that when I grew up. And uh, sure enough, here, here I am, man. And so that is, uh, I think those seeds that, that were planted would last a long time. They were, they were, I still talk to some of them. I connected with a few of them. Uh, you know, online and uh, again, social media. <laughs> I know. Right? I connected them through the WhatsApp. And, so crazy. And, yeah. So uh, a few of them have were able to get phones and stuff where you can uh, communicate with them. So they they loved it, man. They it's it's it. a it's amazing how how much you that impact, right? Yeah. That lasts. You know, yep. you remember those things even as a kid. You remember those things. It's, oh yeah. It's, it's just something yeah, that sticks forget. to you. And how how you how you who knows? Maybe one yeah. day one of those kids. Becomes a BMX rider. Yeah, I hope so, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you coming out, man, sharing oh, your story, it. man. Yeah, love it's, it. Thanks it for having me. Definitely was uh, uh, good to get to know you. Like, I think, I think the first time I saw you was probably, I think we did an event at Azusa Pacific. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right? In the yep. back there. And then I, I got some of my graffiti friends. Yeah. So we were talking, just talking about I that. I remember that. To come and paint. And you were jumping ramps, and, and we we had the little conference at Azusa Pacific University, and uh, that was the first time I was like, "Oh, this is dope!" Like, yeah. I get it, you know. What yeah. I mean? And it, I I loved the whole setup, you know. It was the whole the whole trailer and the yeah. ramp coming set. Yeah. I'm thinking like, "What is he gonna make out of this thing?" You know, like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it was but fun. Man. It was definitely uh, I was tripping out on it, man. It was definitely a good thing, man. So I appreciate you coming out, man. Yeah. And I'm glad that you finally got married, found yourself yeah. a good a good wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Patience is a virtue. And uh, and just keep on trucking, man. If you're out there looking for somebody, uh, know what you want and just, just go after her, man. That's dope, man. <laughs> hey, me and Cam do one more thing on, yeah. on the Street Gospel Podcast, man. We, we like to do a little something called the Furious Five. Yeah. And oh. We, and we ask you five furious questions. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Question number one on the street gospel furious five. We're taking it back right here with this question. If you had to pick one bike out of these three brands, what bike, which brand would you pick? <laughs> Schwinn, Ooh. Huffy, or Murray? Uh, definitely Schwinn. Schwinn, right? Yeah, they were true to the game all the way. 
I know, man. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, it it, it always had to be Schwinn when I was yeah. Young. You know what I mean? You had dudes would come around once in a while with the Huffy, and like Huffies were like, like Schwinn was like Nike. Yeah, and yeah. Huffy was like Adidas. Murray to me was like Reebok. You know, what I mean? it's like a Murray, and anything after that was just horrible. So yeah. Schwinn Stingray. Yeah. I'll take that all day. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Schwinn has stayed uh, pretty true to the game all the way through, man. Did See, I, I, I had a little BMX for a while there, man. We, we'd put the we put a couple tires and, and, and some plywood. Yeah. And we'd jump on it, man. I had my little Stingray <laughs> with my star rims. I had... So, you remember the handlebars had the, the V, right? Yeah. I had the ones that had the X. Ooh. Right? Had my little plate on the front. I don't, yeah. I don't know what number I had on the front. <laughs> had my little Oakley grips, bro. And I... I left it in the driveway one day and somebody oh, stole man. it. Bro. That was that was my favorite bike. Yeah, dude. where'd you grow up at? In Bell. Oh, Bell, okay. Yeah. Bell, yeah. Cudahy. Yeah. Cudahy. I think, yeah, that was at the Cudahy house. Yeah. yeah, man. I left it in the driveway. I seen the guy grab it and he took Dang, off. Yeah, he like was gone. Older man. teenager, dude, man. That's cold, man. I, I love that bike. Yeah, I had a few bikes stolen in my days, man. Man, it's cold, <laughs> especially when you're a kid, right? Yeah, it's the worst, man. Question number two. What's one trick you wish you can land, but you just can't land it? Um, I think that would be a backflip bar spin. A backflip? So yeah. you're, you're doing a backflip and you're spinning the bar in the air? Yeah, spinning the handlebars <sighs> when you're upside down. Now, bar spin is like my favorite trick. I do them all the time. And I do flips, you know, I do those all the time. But to put to put the two together, it was just weird. Like throwing them at the right time, it was just weird. And uh, there's foam pits everywhere now where people learn. I didn't grow up with any foam pits, so I learned <laughs> I learned the hard way, you know. I think yeah, now I might take smoke. advantage. See, yeah. that's how those seven-year-olds are, are, are doing yeah, pro tricks, how... <laughs> bro, because they have foam pits. If they didn't have the foam pits, it would have yeah. been a whole different story. Oh, man. There's so much out there. They're super talented anyway, but man, like See, I that's said, how you I know you're getting, That's how you know you're getting old when you start saying, back in my day, yeah, <laughs> there was no foam. It was just your dome to the street. That was it. Yep. I old it. school. That's tight. <laughs> Question number three on the street, Gospel Furious 5. Greatest BMX rider of all time, in your opinion. Oh, man. It's hard to name just one. Dang. Put you on, I would put have you on the to spot. say, yeah. Dang, man. It would have to be, like I said, it's hard to name just, just one. But uh, Dave Mira, rest in peace. He was so smooth. I still I, I still watch um, his videos to this day. The things he was doing back then was just cutting edge. You know, he was always on top of his game. He, he was in shape. Yeah. Like, he was the first guy, I think, the first rider that was, like, into being, like, in this maximum yeah. shape, right? Yeah, and see, the thing is, uh, a lot of people know in the BMX world and even outside of it, like he retired from BMX. I actually got to take a picture with the last bike that he rode. It was a gold-plated. Uh, he had his own bike company, Mirror Bike Co., and the whole bike was gold-plated. And uh, I got to take a picture of it, a uh, picture with it. And, um, and then I went back and watched some of his videos when he was riding and he won, I think, something like 20 gold medals or something like that, 20 medals. Ridiculous. And then he went on to doing, like, the Ironman, like, you know, you're yeah. running through. And 
the water and, and doing all those things. And then he went to, I think, rally cars and killed it. You know, it did great. And uh, so it would be definitely him and, and Matt Hoffman that was just just dominating the sport. They're just pushing themselves so much. It's crazy. So dope, man. Question number four on the Street Gospel Furious 5. Will there be a bike for you in heaven? <laughs> that's an interesting question, man. Uh, wow, that's a good question. I think uh, I think there might be, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that there won't be, right? But, uh, yeah, I think there might be, and if there's not, that's okay. But I, I think there will be. Yeah, I, if there's a nice not, white one, we, 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 yeah, a nice white, <laughs> all white, all white. <laughs> I think that'll be dope, man. I don't know, you know what I mean? But like you said, if there's not one, we probably won't miss it, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It'll be like, ah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Last question, question number five on the street, Gospel Furious Five. I always have to ask a food question, Ooh, so I, I want you to relate. <laughs> I, oh, I want you to relate it like this: one's riding, one's sitting, and one's crashing. Okay, In and Out, Pizza Hut, tacos. One's riding, one's sitting, one's crashing. Wow, how am I gonna put that together? Who's who's riding? In and Out. Who's sitting? Pizza. And tacos are crashing? <laughs> Dang! <laughs> I was like, what wait, am wait. I going to do with tacos? Okay. This, this, I love tacos. Wait, wait. This, this guy grew up in Woodier, and he's putting he's crashing sorry. tacos, bro. We're taking back your street cred from Woodier, yeah, dude. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah, I think I'm going to switch tacos with uh, pizza. Yeah, but I'm a big pizza guy too. Yeah, man. that was you know, hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I love tacos too. Cheeseburgers is my thing though. Yeah, I'm gonna be the cheese, out, cheeseburger man. god. Yeah, I love In and Out. Hey man, I appreciate you coming out, bro. Thank you, man. Anything you want to shout out, man? I uh, just want to give a shout out to uh, my pastors, Pastor Adam and Carrie. Love you guys. I'm so glad that you're back. Um, Dave, thank you. Cam, thank you uh, for having me. Um, Hey man, live life to the fullest And um, it'll be over before we know it Right <laughs> And I uh, love you guys, thanks for listening Shout it out to everybody Hey, where could they find you at? Uh, uh, that is uh, Gospel Cyclist Gospel, C-Y-C-L-I-S-T I'm on Instagram And then uh, first and last name, Adrian Harris On um, Facebook And I got another account on Instagram For uh, just ministry and you'll see BMX on there. That is Elevate BMX. It's Elevate underscore BMX. So hey, man. check us out. Hey, get get Adrian out there, man. Yeah, man. He'll, we'll come and do a show. It'll he'll jump fun. over your whole entire youth group. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but put the pa- the youth pastor last just in case he messes up. Yeah. And on the youth pastor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got to exercise the faith, man. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. We love you guys out Thank there. Thank you, man. We out. <laughs>